Showtime as we welcome you back to Hour 3 here on Sports Talk. Along with Adrian Broaddus, I'm Steve Kaplowitz. We're excited to have him back on the show. Albeit having to do it on the phone lines because, well, as you know, we're, we're dealing with some things uh, in this country right now that are a little unusual versus years past when we've always had a chance to sit down with uh, Aaron Jones. But he joins us live on our Village Inn hotline to begin our final hour of the program. Aaron, it's uh, great to have you back on the show, and uh, we appreciate uh, you giving us some time today. How you been? I've been good at you, and uh, thank you for having me. Now, a lot of things have changed with you since the last time we spoke to you, and the biggest change has got to be fatherhood, right? Uh, yes, sir. It definitely has uh, definitely been a blessing. It's been a lot of fun. Now, take me through the process, because I haven't uh, had you heard you talk a lot about this, but um, with you know, being there for the birth of your first child is a big deal because some athletes, quite frankly, uh, it's during the season. They have a hard time getting away or they, you know, it makes things a little difficult. But for you, having the chance to be home, be part of this and, and stay home now for the last few months, that's, uh, that's an unbelievable opportunity. And I'm sure you've probably made the most of the pandemic that way, being around uh, your, your new son uh, that much more. Uh, yes, sir. Definitely. I mean, Usually I'd be, uh, right after he was born, I would have to go back up to Green Bay and start OTAs and the off-season program. So um, I've definitely been blessed and lucky to be able to be here and uh, watch him grow and just be there for him. And it's, it's been a lot of fun, and I, and I take every moment, and I, I don't take any of, any of it for granted. Now he has your name. So um, you can tell me right off the bat, when you, when you took a look at him for the first time, what did you think? Football, basketball, baseball, what, what sport was the first thing that came to mind for you as you were, as you were holding uh, your, your new son? Uh, whatever, sport he wanted, whatever sport he wanted to do, I mean, he gonna, I feel like he's going to be great at uh, but, uh He was kind of long when he was born, so maybe basketball. You know what's funny about what you said, whatever he wants to do? Was, was that pretty much the way it always was for, for you and your brother with your dad, your mom and dad, that whatever sport you wanted to play, they encouraged you and, and, and told you to go for it? Uh, yes, sir, definitely. I mean, we first sport was soccer. We played baseball, football, basketball, also ran track. So whatever we wanted to do, they, they were there for us 100% just pushed us. And if we wanted to do it, we told them we wanted to be the best at whatever and they were going to make sure we were, we were the best at whatever we did. I am so happy you mentioned baseball among everything because here's what happened. When we uh, tweeted out the fact that you and, and Alvin were going to be on together, which was supposed to be the case, but then we, we heard uh, closer to the show that, um, that, that Alvin had a, a Zoom call that he had to be a part of this hour so he couldn't join us, which means we'll just get Alvin hopefully tomorrow or Friday, Aaron. Uh, the Chihuahuas tweeted this out. Here we go. Ten pitches each. Who has the best chance of hitting a home run at Southwest University Park? You or Alvin? Um, see, I'm a competitor, so I'm going to say me. But speaking realistically, my brother was a better batter when we played baseball, so I would say him. <laughs> but uh, I would love to get up there and get ten cracks at it in Southwest. I know you would. Pretty cool. All right, now are you both uh, are you both righties? Yes, sir, we're both righties. Okay, so now here's the thing: 
Um, I don't know if you were a pull hitter as a kid. If you hit to the opposite field, do you like to hit the dead center? But here we go. Here are the dimensions, okay? 324 to left, 406 to center, 322 down the right field line at um, Southwest University Park. So if you're pulling one out to left, it's a 324-foot poke, dead center, 406. So if you are if you are hitting one out, what part of the ballpark is it going to? Uh, it's going straight to the middle. Go big or go home. I like that. Dead center, 406. <laughs> I like that. But you I mean, but you are it, telling in, me that. Up in Green Bay, we uh, we do a charity softball game. So I, I, I hit a couple home runs in that. So I, I'm a little confident. It just depends on how fast the ball is coming. Very nice. Um, by the way, how deep was the fences out in Green Bay for that charity softball game? About 200, 250? Like, uh, about like 300. Oh, really? Yes, sir. That's a huge – Aaron, that's a huge softball field, 300 feet to dead center. That's a big poke. Right. That's well, almost, we were, that's we almost what a, it is. We were playing on a, uh, a baseball field, but it was a charity softball game. Okay. And you hit him out? Yes, sir. Where did you hit it? You hit the dead center or you hit to left? Dead, dead center. <laughs> Man. Man. I'm impressed. I like it. All right, good. So there I'm, I'm going to need some batting practice before I get up there, though, so – <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I would assume. What was the last time you hit a baseball? Uh, last year at that charity softball game, and I haven't uh, swung a baseball since. I swung a bat since. Oh, now wait, did you, you you hit a baseball and a softball at that charity game, or just softballs? Oh no, just a softball. Last time I hit a baseball, man, I had to probably be at Bobos or something <laughs> at the batting. Oh, took, there you go. You that went into the cages of Bobos. Yeah, I like that. That's good. And by the way, that that is not an easy place to hit because even the slow machine brings it faster than people think, and they, and that thing cranks up to probably in the in the eighties. Uh, so, uh, how'd you handle the uh, the batting cages over there? I uh, missed the first couple, like you said, because it's coming faster than what it than what it actually says it is. But uh, once I got adjusted, I was good. Nice. All right. Good. I'm happy to hear that. Now, I've got questions coming in on Twitter, which we'll, we're going to get to in a moment. And by the way, uh, I know you're also going to be able to answer uh, for your brother, which I'm happy about because um, there was one question in particular that came in from Chavo, and he wanted to know if Alvin's going to get another shot in the NFL. Uh, yes, sir. That, yes, sir. He, I'm pretty sure he will. Uh, he's been working out hard and uh, just waiting on all the facilities to open back up so he can – get a workout um so that's really the hold up right now is so all the essentially are closed. yeah that's got to be tough so when you say the facilities are closed you mean all the nfl facilities would would teams then look to fly him in for a workout to try to see if he can get into the uh, you know and practice with the clubs as a result um i have no clue how that's working right now usually they would they would fly him in for workouts uh they have workouts every monday or tuesday uh all nfl teams do and um, that's when you get to come in and show, kind of show what you can do and showcase your talent. But uh, with it being uh, COVID, they haven't even they hadn't even they didn't even go to a lot of pro days. Um, a lot of scouts didn't even go to pro days. So um, the facilities been closed and like uh, so it's kind of just hard to get anything going right now. But as soon as it'll open open back up, I know he, he'll have a couple uh, workouts lined up. 
Aaron Jones joining us uh, here on the phones as we continue on Sports Talk. Uh, now, I, I've watched your interviews you've done uh, with some of the national guys, and uh, you keep saying that you are in better shape this year than you've ever been before. And I think that's terrific because uh, clearly for you, uh, I remember last year you told me about the kind of shape you were in, and you were cut, you looked great, you wanted to stay healthy, you did it, you had the best year of your career, and now uh, you've... Uh, you, you, you've uh, figured out a way to, to even try to top that coming into training camp, which I think a lot of El Pasoans are going to love to hear. Uh, yes, sir, definitely. I mean, I feel like in life it's all about getting better every every day, any way you can. So uh, it worked for me last year, and now it's time to take it take it a step further and turn it up even more. So uh, I'm excited to get back out there and um, just show everybody what I can do. Tell me what a typical workout day is like for you. Let me hear. Uh in the morning, physical therapy. Um, after that, hit the hit the gym. Um, then, depending on what day it is, I might I'll, I'll go out and run routes, or um, I come home. I'll uh, my dad will shoot uh, some jugs out, out of the jug machine. He'll shoot some football to me, and um, me and my brother do some uh, some mornings. Uh, depending on which day it is, we'll go go out. We've been at El Paso High recently. We'll go out there and do some footwork stuff and. Um, that's where also we've been doing our receiver drills and I actually got a chance to work with Steven Montez today. So that was pretty cool. Nice. How's Steven doing by the way? He's doing great. And he, he looks great. He's throwing that football great. And I'm excited for him. We are excited for him too. Now, how long have you had a jugs machine getting a chance to, to work at the house and, um, with, with one of those, uh, for since the, kind of the pandemic started. So probably around, I got it, uh, like late, uh, mid April. Or like no, maybe sorry, early May, I got it. And I've been working working on it ever since. And uh, my dad will come out here, and it's like like we're back to being little kids. He's out here shooting drugs, working with me, um, showing me different things, the way I can tuck the ball and get upfield faster, and different things like that. So it, it, it makes me smile. I don't know if I'm smiling out here when I'm catching the ball, but it it makes me smile because it just brings me back to childhood. Not to mention, you gotta love the fact that. As close as and tight knit as you are as a family, having the opportunity to do what you're doing and letting your parents and your brother be with you every step of the way, and then, I mean, working out with your dad this off season, you know, you might not have that opportunity if we didn't have the pandemic. So you're obviously taking advantage of what's probably a, a once in a lifetime situation for you. Uh, definitely, you got to take advantage of every opportunity, and uh, like you said, uh, family is what gets me going. They keep me going, and they keep me motivated. And, um, my, my brother's been pushing me, and my dad's been pushing me, and they know what know who I am and know what I can handle. So they've been pushing me to the best of my ability, and I'm just excited to get out this get out there this year because um, I feel like it's something that I I've been training in the past, but just to have them there, it's, it's a little different. Yeah, I hear you. Um, now, as far as uh, diet goes, are you on a pretty strict regimen uh, this off season? Uh, pretty much the same as last year. Was pretty much no candy, no none of the junk food. Uh, replacing it for like almonds, pistachios, fruit. Um, no soda. No, not a lot of no. I drink juice here and there, orange juice and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, mainly just water and uh, just watching what I put in my body. What was the hardest thing for you to give up? Was it the candy or the soda? Uh, it's always been candy. We didn't drink a lot of sodas as kids, so it's, it's always been candy. 
All right. Now, um, which candy were you were you uh, addicted to the most? What's your What's your number one and number two go to? Uh, gummy bears, Skittles, and Twizzlers. Oh, there's a pattern. You like the fruit stuff. So you weren't really into the the chocolate candy as much. You liked more of the uh, the fruit. Oh, definitely, definitely. <laughs> My brother's more of the chocolate guy. Okay, I'll ask. Yeah, okay, good. When I have um, when I have Alvin on, I'll ask him about that. That's 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 good to know. But okay, so you gave up the candy. The diet's been steady. The workouts have been great. You had a chance to work out with Stephen today. Have you had a chance to work out with any former miners that might be in El Paso? Or for the most part, have you been just uh, doing a lot of stuff with you and and with Alvin? Oh uh, no, I've actually got the chance to work out with a, a lot of the um, Utah football players who are still here in town. Um, Couple quarterbacks, uh, TJ Goodwin, um, uh, quarterback named Isaiah, um, JG uh, is a receiver, um, Deion Hankins, Ronald A. Watt, both mm-hmm. of those guys are running backs. Um, Josh Caldwell is a DB, it, it, and it's been a, a consistent group of guys out there, and I'm very proud of them because I know they want to get better and they're working. So, and I'm there to help them and push them. Hey, we heard uh, Hankins gained about 17 or 18 pounds of muscle uh, since last season and looks incredible. Is that pretty much the case right now? Oh, yes, sir. He looks big, big and strong. And I was like, what, what, what weight program are you on? I need to get on it. <laughs> so, no, he's, he's looking really good. And um, like, I'm excited for him as well. And he's, he's going to put on well for the city. So I'm excited for him. He's excited. That's good. And TJ Goodwin's another one that I've been told has been putting on some weight. What impresses you the most about having the opportunity to to see him work out? Um, just, just the way he throws the ball, like it is confidence. I tell people when you play the game, you got to you got to be confident. Um, I don't care who I'm going out there with on the field. You got to feel like you're the best player. And when you have that confidence, it'll, it'll show your play. It's not cocky, but it's confidence. And um, and just the the way he delivers the ball is on time. In the, in the places he puts it, you run the fade route, he puts it on the outside shoulder and things like that. That's true. Oh, by the way, speaking of confidence, uh, George Salgado just tweeted, loving Showtime's confident demeanor on Twitter lately. Ready to see that translate on the field. So, I, now, oh, I, yes, again, sir. I, you, I'm, do you I'm feel... ready to get my respect. I mean, I feel like they've been sleeping on me for a while now, so it's It's time. All right, good. Now, listen, we've got more questions coming up after the break, so stick around with me. Adrian's going to be chiming in as well, and uh, we'll look forward to continuing this conversation with you in just a moment, all right? Yes, sir. More with Showtime. Aaron Jones, if you've got a question, send it to us, either Twitter, on our app, and we'll pass it along as we go to Charlie One and get a traffic update. 17 past, the Sports Talk continues. Check in some of the tweets as we welcome you back to Sports Talk and continue with Aaron Jones right now. J.D. Aziz tweets the show, Aaron's dad watched minor games with two numbers on his jersey. Is it too early for Grandpa to make room for a third number? Uh, never too early. <laughs> but he's going he gonna to be whatever number he wants to be. Let him choose that. So, <laughs> But it's never too early. You know what number he's going to be. Come on now. You know he's going to want to, he's going to, want to have dad's number. That's, that's for sure. Uh, yes, Brad sir. James tweets the show. When I lived in El Paso doing community service for the best city in the world, one of the areas I was responsible for was Burgess uh, High School. So Showtime was my neighbor, sort of. I lived on Viscount and Montwood, so not really. 
But Brad had the opportunity to do some community service out there and enjoyed uh, getting a chance to be with you uh, at uh, Burgess. I'm sure you still get a lot of people from your Burgess days that either keep in touch with you or want to go back and talk about those old high school days. Oh, yes, sir. And those are, those are some great days. It's kind of, well, it started at Ross Middle School, but and just propel from there. And, I mean, um, had great days at Bur- some great times at Burgess and some great memories and uh, did a lot in the community at the, my time at Burgess as well. So um, I, I love talking to my, my Burgess family and uh, anybody from around there. And uh, he said where he said he's, where he said he lived at is not too far. So I know exactly the area. There you go. Uh, Pinky on our app at 600 ESPN El Paso, our free mobile app powered by United Bank, messages us where and with whom are Aaron and Alvin living with? Are they still enjoying mom's home cooking? Of course. Of course. Always. Um, no, yeah, I'm still living with my parents, and uh, they're taking care of me and um, saving my money, and when the time's right, I'm going to get my place. There you go. I like that. Your brother, too? Yes, sir. Very nice. Now, uh, I know, Adrian, you've got some great questions as well for uh, for Aaron, so why don't you fire away with a couple? Yeah, Aaron, I, I just want to throw out, I know usually around this time you guys do the Jones Brothers Skills Camp, and every year it's always such a great it's such a great camp for all the youth football players here in El Paso, and I've covered it. I've seen you guys and all the great work you guys do. Any thoughts about doing something additional this year? I know it's so tough amid the pandemic and everything that you all have going on, but I, I don't know. Any thoughts on this? Um, it's, it's definitely tough. Um, we're 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 not doing it this year just because of the safety of everybody. We want to make sure everybody's healthy and safe. Um, but it's something we're truly going to miss because it's, I mean it's been a staple for me. I love coming back here and and doing those free camps, seeing the kids smile, and just getting to talk to them and um, vibe with them, and bring in some of my friends from the NFL and my brothers. Uh, teammates from the NFL as well, and they, they get the chance to meet those guys, and um, they they sit out and talk to them, and we just we just try to instill in their head that um, it doesn't. It's not only us who can make it; you can make it too if you put in the work, you focus in the classroom, and outwork anybody. In the high school ranks here in El Paso, Aaron, you've been working out with some players. Uh, how different are the athletes now, just compared to the Burgess days back in 2013 when you graduated? Um, I would say that. Athletes, I, I, I see them a little bit more advanced. I mean, at the at the time, at least when I was in high school, I didn't see a lot of guys guys getting together and working out in groups and or QB schools and things like that. So it's pretty cool to see the athletes out here um, grinding and try to trying to better themselves. Um, it'd have been cool to have that back in my day, but um, I'm enjoying being out there with them and trying to teach them as much as I can. Along the lines of that last question that Adrian threw at you, we had a a tweet from A to the power of two on Twitter uh, who tweeted, how do we persuade guys like uh, Tavares Jones and Aaron Dumas to commit to UTEP? Um, and, and how, if, you know, you've been involved in this process in the past with recruits trying to talk to guys and let them know, but you know, how can you help with that process as well? What do you, what are your thoughts on keeping some of the best players in town, especially at the running back position to kind of continue that tradition, like we've seen from guys like fields and, and, uh, just, uh, some of the best, uh, running backs, uh, in the city that have gone on to, to stay with, uh, with, with the minors. Um, just let them know that they that they have game. They can make it to the next level. They can play at the next level as well. And 
you don't have to go to those big schools just to make it to the league. You can go from anywhere and, um, that a turnaround can start with them. Um, they can be the change, and um, it's something that Utah needs. And um, I told them we would love to have them at Utah. And um, when it comes time to take their official call me, I, I'll be the one to host them. <laughs> there you go. Uh, by the way, I mean, you look at Deion Hankins and you look at Josh Fields. Uh, those were two of the best running backs uh, in the city following you. And now you've got guys like Dumas and Jones that are kind of continuing where we left off. Um, at the same time, as much as we want to see these guys go to UTEP, it's pretty exciting to see all the Division One schools that have offered a Tavares as well as Arizona State uh, going in there for uh, Aaron Dumas, isn't it? Oh, definitely. It's, it's, I kind of sit back and smile because at the time when I, I feel like when I was in high school and even before, um, scouts really didn't come out to this area. Um, they kind of just overlooked it and Oh, they don't have talent out there. And now that a couple of guys have made it from here and uh, con- continue to have success, I feel like kind of coaches are cutting on the table. Like, okay, they they do have some some guys down there, and they they go down there, they look, and they're like, okay. And so it's just guys, people are here in El Paso are starting to get recognized, and um, that's all I've ever wanted from all along um, because I know kids here can play at a very high level, and we just don't get the opportunity as some of those other kids in the metro metropolitan area. Aaron, I know that you're uh, good friends with Patrick Mahomes off the field, especially since you guys spent a lot of time together uh, during the pre-draft process. How about his big payday? I mean, did you uh, get a chance to talk to Patrick, or have you spoken to him recently? Yeah, I spoke to him, and I just let him know how proud I, how proud I am, proud of him I was. Um, I remember before we even got drafted, we were training in, at Exos in San Diego before the draft, and um, I knew then he was going to be special, and I just I just t- shot him a text and told him how proud I was of him uh, and uh, how long how long how long we've come. And uh, he just texted me back and told me, "Thanks, I'm next," and um, just continue to work and uh, many blessings. And so um, I'm happy for my guy, and he he deserves every penny of it. And uh, he's a great QB, and he showed it. I'm so happy you just mentioned um, you know, Mahomes and telling you that you're next because YYS just messaged us on the app with this question for you. Here's what he says. It's hard not to think about his impending free agency coming in 2021, meaning you. Players can have only one shot to cash in on a big contract. Does he see himself cashing in with Green Bay or with another team if the Packers don't deliver? especially now that he's a new father with new priorities. Congratulations on the birth of his son as well. Good question for you, and you've been asked this before, but why don't you go ahead and, and let YYS kind of know in terms of, uh, for you, free agency next year. Uh, first off, I'd like to say thank you for congratulating me on my son. Uh, second, um, I'm just going to go out there and play my game. Uh, you always only get one opportunity, I feel like, in in life sometimes, whether it be on the football field or whatever it is. So I'm going to go out there and do my best and play play all out and let my uh, agents, let my uh, agent and the Packers handle that and uh, whatever comes from that comes from that. But um, I'm going to control what I can control. I hear you. 
And I think that's the, that's the, that's the right answer for this. And by the way, you know, we've seen running backs demand trades from your draft class, and yet you've just said, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing, and uh, when it's all said and done, you know, you'll get what, what you deserve. And I think that's the right attitude to have because there's a lot of ways you can handle things, and you've seen in your division one, uh, you know, one running back handle it totally different. But you've continued to maintain that, hey, you want to be a Packer for life, and uh, nothing would make you happier than to, to keep playing your games out of Lambeau and do that Lambeau leap. Uh, definitely. It's, it's definitely something special there to play in, in Lambeau. The tradition is so long and rich, and you go there, you, 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 it's, it's all that matters there. It's, it's, it's the Green Bay Packers in football, so it's like you get the college feel there, a big, a big college feel. And, um, I mean, you, you wake up in the morning, they're, they're already tailgating at 5 and 6 a.m., and the game's not till maybe eight at night, and you just you can just see it, and they they live for that. So I mean, that's that's the environment I love to play in. Is it hard to explain to our listeners what's going through your mind and what it's like every time you make one of those Lambo leaps? Uh, no, uh, it is kind of hard. I mean, uh, I could tell you my first one. I mean, when I scored my first thought. I could, I, I, I belong here. I, I know I can do this. That was the first one. But after that, it's just pure joy. You know? I mean, getting in the end zone any, any time for me is joy. Um, I feel like I'm at home when I'm in the end zone. So it's, it brings me happiness. You're happy when you're at home. So I'm happy there. Do you scout the different sections to try to pick where you're going to jump and where you're going to run into, or do you already kind of just every time you get into the end zone, you wing it just based on where you end up and then where you look ahead to see the fans waiting to greet you? A couple of times I try to jump in a certain section and still miss. Um, you know, you just get caught up in the adrenaline, you score. So you, I don't know if you've watched, but a couple of times I'll, I'll, I'll stop and I'll look and look both ways where I want to go, and then I'll go jump. And uh, just, just the fans hype there. They're all, come here, come here, come here. And so it, it's just a pretty cool experience to Lambeau lead. Nah, it's fantastic. We're going to come back and continue our conversation with uh, Aaron right now. You want to weigh in on the show, tweet us, message us on the app. A lot of ways to do it. But first, let's go to Adrian and get this bottom of the hour Sports Center update. All right, Adrian, thank you very much. We're back with Aaron Jones right now. Showtime as we continue here on Sports Talk. If you want to weigh in, uh, you got a lot of different opportunities to do so, which is what it's all about. Now, you mentioned your workouts, your diet, uh, being home, being with the family, and your dad throwing uh, footballs out of a jugs gun to you, which I love. How have you maintained communication with the Packers as far as Zoom meetings with your coaches as well as with your teammates? Oh, uh, yeah. So uh, there was a period we were doing, as far as probably close to, uh, I would say like around two months, we'd take a break for a week. But uh, we were doing Zoom meetings uh, Monday through Thursday from about nine to, uh, about uh, for about an hour. And then um, Sundays we'd have team meetings and, so you're you're still engaged. You're you're learning everything you were learning in the meeting room. And uh, for us, really, this time is to kind of understand the offense, get it down 100, um, percent and see why we're running plays. Why it's block like that? Why why it's scheme like that? And so uh, just getting a better understanding of the of the offense. And I feel like we a lot of guys have because we've already had a year down in that in the offense. 
I always wonder about how Matt LaFleur is going to expand the offense every year, but obviously for new guys, it's a little more difficult than somebody like yourself. Uh, I felt like you had a pretty good handle of the offense last year since much of it ran through you and your numbers showed it. But uh, as you, you know, if you've had a chance to prepare for the offseason, are there going to be, uh, you know, changes to the offense? Will it continue to evolve and develop like it usually does? Um, from what we, so we haven't put anything new. We've just kind of gone over the things that we did last year and kind of the schemes and calls and the reason it's called and the, how it's blocked. So I can't necessarily say yes and no. I mean, I, I guess I kind of got to wait till I get up there. And that's one of the kind of exciting things to, to see is how, how it's going to evolve and what else is going to come from these plays. I mean, cause every, every week, every week, uh, in season, we walk in there and it'd be a play drawn up off of a play we ran last week. And it's like, well, man, this, this is amazing. So um, I'm, I'm, I am excited to see that. Is it the entire offense that's on the Zoom call, or is it just the running backs, the fullbacks? How do you guys do it? Oh, uh, so it's position. So we do running back and fullbacks, and uh, and we, like, coach will quiz us, do different things. And um, so it, it's very interactive. And then, some, and then we have team meetings as well. Um, and then once we get done with Zoom meetings, also uh, start. It was starting at two o'clock. They would upload on your iPad like a some video to watch and quizzes at the end, and that's how you would get credit for the day. I got you. So it's essentially like you're you're doing a, a virtual online course, except it's it's an NFL starting running back versus uh, just a, a college student at UTEP. Definitely, <laughs> definitely, but um. I think it shows you can get work done from home as well. Uh, just missing the chemistry part of the OTA. I hear you. But at the same time, you're healthy, which has got to be important. And knowing you're working out, but you haven't had to deal with the physical pounding that you will take during the course of a training camp and NFL season also has to be a bit of a benefit to you because I'm sure as you stay in shape, your body recovers a little longer and it's going to make you that much stronger for this upcoming season. Definitely, and um, that, that's the main thing, just making sure your body is taken care of at all times so you can be there for um, how many games did I play last year? 18, so I wanted to play 19. I, want, I really wanted to play 19 last year, so making sure you're there for 19 games and you're there to help your team any way you can. When you heard the news that uh, because of the pandemic they're going to eliminate uh, two preseason games, uh, that seems to be something that some uh, you know players uh, are are in favor of. Just because even though you might not play in all the games, it's it's less of a workload you got to deal with, and and it's a chance to get that much closer into the start of the regular season. Um, definitely, but uh, I, I do think it takes away from like kind of the undrafted guys and their opportunity because they they get a chance. They can play against good talent as well, so I think that's one of the negatives of it. But uh, like last last preseason, I didn't play at all, but it gave it opened the door for somebody else to show that hey, I can play. That's true. That is you know, that's a good point. I'm happy you you brought that up. Um, as far as uh, Aaron Rodgers goes, uh, how often are you in? Uh, how often are you talking to your quarterback? Uh, we we think here and there. Um, just just staying on 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 and making sure that chemistry is there, and um, so. Aaron's doing great. He's a great guy. So, I mean, I'm just excited to get back up there and get that work in with him. 
Aaron shifting over the conversation and talking a little bit about your cousins, Tristan and Newton, and Tristan and Jawan Newton. Uh, Tristan had a great first season with ECU, and of course, Jawan with Evansville. Uh, what do you think of their, their play this past season in college basketball? Uh, I thought they played at a very high level. Um, I actually got a chance to see both of them play this year, and um, I'm just so proud of those guys. Uh, seeing how far they've come, and um, they 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 work just as hard as me and my brother. And, uh, it pays off, and um, the best for them is yet to come. They're still grinding, and um, they're still getting after it. And like I said, the best is yet to come, and I'm gonna be there with them and for them the whole way and all the way through. Before we wrap things up with Aaron Jones here on Sports Talk, last week I wrote a story about your former uh, head football coach at UTEP, Sean Kugler. And I'll tell you this much. When I wrote it, um, I was having a conversation with uh, a parent of a former minor player. And, and we brought up Cougs, and we were talking about it. And once we discussed, I said, you know what? I want to write this story. I, I, I think Sean really was the most underappreciated coach. And I'll tell you right now, I didn't expect the response among former players that it definitely gave. Um, And a lot of people really reacted to it last week. You were one of them, very active on Twitter, defending your coach. And and I could tell that it was a story that it it hit very close to home for you. So I want to give you a chance to talk a little bit about uh, Cougs and and how, uh, as I wrote, I thought he is the most underappreciated coach that we've seen at UTEP over the years. Oh, definitely. That's probably the the most active I've been on Twitter, uh, defending Cougs. I mean, uh, he's like he's he's been there for me all all the way through. I mean, he gave me an opportunity to, when nobody else really in the country wanted to give me an opportunity, and he cares about you more than a football player. He comes in your home and he tells your mom he doesn't promise you any playing time. He doesn't promise you that. He promises your parents that you're going to graduate with a degree from UTEP. And anybody who walked through there did that, and he cared about you more off the field than he did on the field. And that's I feel like that like that's a father figure a true leader, and then when it came on onto the field, it was discipline. If you didn't have the discipline, if you weren't going to class, if you were late, if you weren't doing what's right, he he wasn't going to play you. It's just like high school. If you don't make the grades, you can't play. So um, some guys might not have liked that, but, hey, it's, it's life. It's, what you, it's, it's not his fault you're not playing. It's your fault. And um, it, and when you when you deal with Coos, you know it's he means business, and that's all it is. He, he doesn't have an agenda out against anybody. And he's been a great coach. And even I remember him sitting me down um, when I declared. And, you know, he didn't necessarily want me to declare. I mean, I don't think any coach would have wanted me to declare. They would have loved to have me back for another year. But out of the leader and the role that Coach Cooks is, he came and sat me down. And he he was like, hey, this is what you're going to need to know for the NFL. And we started going over defenses, fronts, all of this stuff. And then by the time I got to the combine, they're asking me that stuff, and I'm like, I'm kind of just giggling because I'm like, Coach Coos is a real one. He sat there and told me all of this, and now I, I just look, I look like a genius. And now I know it now, but I just look like, you know, I look like a genius. And um, that just shows how much Coach Coos loves you, and he, he, he'll fight for you to the, to the end. You came in in a class of 2013 with a ton of guys that ended up playing, starting, contributing for the minors. It's really interesting to note also that your twin brother Alvin was not offered a scholarship uh, prior to Coog's coming. He's the one that actually, offered um, Alvin. Yeah, he, and, he, you know. So I got I actually got offered by Mike Price my uh, junior year 
on my mom's birthday, so that was pretty cool. And um, but my whole goal all along was to go and play with my brother in college, and um, I let UTEP know that, and I let all the other schools know that. My brother had film; he's no slouch. He could play; he can hold his own against anybody. And my Mike Price told him, "No, you're pretty much you're not good enough. You're good enough to be a walk on here." And that's what you would see so much in in the city of El Paso: uh, guys having to walk on when they had the talent to get a scholarship and my brother's like well i'm not gonna walk like if i have to walk on i'm just gonna go to oregon and be a normal student so he was my brother's about to hang up his his football cleats actually and who's comes in and he tells him are you kidding me you of course you have an offer and you fast forward and four years later i don't i don't think any any people can say it but i don't think anybody thought and i don't think anybody thought we were going to have that much success at UTEP. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't think nobody thought we we're gonna have that much success. The best, I was the best offensive player. He was the best defensive player. And I mean, <laughs> you mean to tell me you can't offer this guy? That's, that's just kind of crazy to me. And Cougs, Cougs knows talent, and he sees talent. He played just and, a true freshman. Yeah, and then, absolutely. I mean, oh sorry. I mean, I, uh, some of the, I, I've seen also some of the comments talking about the recruiting and things like that. And um, it, it's it's not. Who's fault? I mean, he, he brings guys in who are of high character and things like that, and then they don't go to class, they fail out, things like that. He's not in control of that. I understand. Guys get injured, he's not in control of that. At the same time, I look at what you were able to do, your brother was able to do, Will Hernandez was able to do. A lot of guys have a chance to play in the NFL that were during they his need time. Them. Yep, yep, that's right. There's another one. Hey. So, and I also tell people we went to a bowl game, and if you look, the following year I got hurt. I was I was hurt the second game of the season, and I was I was the majority of our offense, and we still won five games. We should have beat Louisiana Tech. We lost by a field goal, and we actually missed the field goal. But that would have made us bowl eligible. That would have been back to back bowl games, and I feel like people wouldn't be talking about Cougs bad then. I understand where you're coming from on that one. I do. So, uh, listen, and I agree with you. I agree with you on a lot of those points. But uh, at the same time, it's tough because here we are now. UTEP's won two games in the last three years. And ultimately, you know, fans would kill to have a four or five win season the way they did with Cougs for those couple of years after that seven win season. So it's crazy to think about, you know, where the program is now and, and ultimately what Dana Dimmel's trying to do to, to build it and resurrect it up to where, it, you know, where it's been in the past. Definitely. I mean, um, I'd love to see Coop stay, but um, you know, Coach Dimmel's getting those guys working, and um, I see them out there, and they're hungry as well. So um, I, I'm just, I, I hope things change there, and they they get things figured out and get it together, because um, we all we all want everybody in the city wants to see them do well and wants to see them succeed. Well, absolutely. And we want to see you continue to build on what you did last season. We're super excited about what's going to happen for 2020, assuming we can get a 2020 football season, which I think uh, we're all hoping for right now. And uh, excited about you, the Packers, and uh, what you're going to get a chance to do here in in year number four. So, Aaron, listen, you've been great. Congratulations again on fatherhood, uh, the opportunity to to have a chance to to be so close to the family and, and all your success. And we want to just tell you, we wish you nothing but the best here uh, for 2020. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. And, hey, Steve, I'm trying to bring that Super Bowl trophy back to the city. Let's hope.
Let's hope. We want to see it come back to El Paso. You were a game away from going to that game last year, and this time you've got some unfinished business, don't you? Unfinished business, yes, sir. It's so funny. That was one of our models that you kept, unfinished business. So it's unfinished business. There you go. Showtime, take care of yourself. Thanks for the time. Yes, sir. Thank you. Aaron Jones joining us here on Sports Talk. 46 past. We'll wrap it up next. 600 ESPN El Paso.